Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit, then you're like, really, this was great. And it did happen for a reason, and the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people. I think it's such a beautiful time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've maybe been made to feel ashamed of. Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Sean Leon. Hi, it's Myrna. What's up, guys? This is Khalid. Hey, what's up? It's Ali. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast, season four. I hope you missed us over these past couple of months. We're back and I'm excited about 2018. 2017 was an amazing year and we're going harder this year. And to start season four of the Come Up Show podcast, my special guest is Langston Francis. He's a 16-year-old artist from Toronto. He grew up downtown in the Kensington Market neighborhood, which exposed him to the world of hip-hop, electronica, and jazz music. In our interview, he shared about his stories about busking on the street as a preteen. He made $40 in 45 minutes. And he's only 16 years old, so when you're that young... Everyone has an idea of how you should do things, and Langston talked about on how he handles that and why there's no right answer. Langston Francis on the Come Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. My name is Langston Francis. I'm a recording artist from downtown Toronto. Just dropped my first single, Fucked It Up. Why you never come to where I say Why you always playing these games with me? Make me feel some type of way, shot. Make me wish that you still stay with me. Truth is I'm six feet deep. Yeah, moving silent, don't make a beep. Yeah, sick to my stomach, do what I hear. I don't wanna say how I feel. I just wanna know if I still give you that feeling. Could just give me a reason to believe that you be on this ride. Hey, welcome yeah. to the Come Up Show podcast. Thanks I'm happy to have me, you, man. man. Thank you. I was wondering, because the song fucked it up. There's a lot of F-words in that. Yeah. Was there any hesitation from the parents or anything like that? Hey, you're like, this is your first song, this is what you want to do, or no? I think, you know, <laughs> the parents have always been super supportive with everything. I yeah. think there was definitely a bit of uh well, that's really what you want to do, you know? Yeah. Especially yeah. when, I remember I first played it for my dad. Yeah. And he was like, oh, like, that's a that's a really catchy song, but, uh, you know, yeah, you're not going to be able to put that out. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, it sounds like everyone's everyone's really vibing with it. And he was like, oh, okay, well, you know, kind of just, like, trust me to do what, it, mm. do what, uh, do what I want to do. So it definitely was, uh, I think, a, an interesting choice to put it out as the first song mm. and, uh, you know, kind of set the tone for just me as an artist and what's to come next. And, you know, being young, I think um, you got to try and carve your own path. And for me... This song, I think, helped me do that. So mm. that was sort of some of the thoughts that were going through my mind in the decision-making process of choosing this song to be the first single. Mm. Mm-hmm. Did you have any idea it would be a single? or No idea yeah. when I was making it, no. no. Definitely no idea. Like, we didn't even really... I don't think we ever really record songs thinking, you know, this song is going to be the single. I want to make a hit today. It's just kind of like... Just kind of happened, and, and then it ended up being the first single, and, and now it's, you know, it's 
resonating well with all the people so it's sick yeah mm. and this is the first single yeah it's the only single because mm -hmm. we're looking for music right people now. are like yeah. yo that's it that's it that's it uh, we got the video and yeah that's it how has this whole process of been being your first single this is your introduction to the world mm -hmm. and you're doing interviews here and there yeah. you're doing shows with tell me what that's been like so far it's been amazing honestly like i've yeah. been i recorded fucked it up when i was well, at least we first made the beat and kind of wrote the hook and stuff when I was about 14, so mm. a couple of years ago. And uh, just to finally have it out, it feels like I've been sitting with it and kind of growing with it and growing as an artist. And to finally put it out just feels great because, you know, I've been working on it for so long. Finally get people to react to it. I can hear what people like about it, what people don't like about it, see if that's something that they want to hear more of. And it's really dope. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a couple years. Mm -hmm. for the song. Yeah. I'm 16 now. So yeah. it's been, you know, put out the song a couple months ago and it was just like this, I don't want to say weight off your shoulder because that sounds bad, but it just felt like so satisfying to finally have something out there mm. and just be able to share it because, you know, even people that know I've been working on stuff here and there, but I've always kept it kind of low key and to finally have it out it just feels great. Yeah, and I think you've said that this song you feel like can fit into many different like situations, mm -hmm, like definitely. family relationships. Tell, yeah. tell me about that. Well, I think what what I said when I've said that, um, what I kind of meant is like when I recorded the song. Obviously, I'm a much different person maybe than, than I was then. And obviously, when you're young, you know, every year is like a pivotal, changing moment. Yeah, you like be Jesus, a very yeah. different person. When you're a teenager, though. 14 yeah, or 16, yeah, exactly. It's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. So when I recorded the song, you know, it might have meant one thing to me, and then. Now it sort of has taken in different meanings, and then sometimes I might be playing the song live, or I'm rehearsing or listening back to the song, and I hear a certain lyric, and I'm like, that definitely didn't mean the same thing to me then that it does now, but I can apply it to so many different places in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really interesting thing about songs that are really personal and have really personal lyrics. What was that line that like meant one thing then and then means something different mm -hmm. to which, you now. which line yeah yeah honestly yeah. it's like there's so many different lines in the song but even like mm -hmm. one line which i think is specifically like especially uh resonated with people was that the first line and in the, the second verse that why you never come to where i stay so yeah um and i remember we were just sitting in my bedroom and i was kind of just like freestyling and i came up with that and at the time you know it might have been about one thing and then now it's kind of changed things and maybe the people that i wrote the song about kind of aren't even necessarily in my life anymore so it's like it's not necessarily like I'm thinking about that when I'm playing the song. Mm. And now it's just totally different meaning, which I think is really interesting because, you know, important thing, at least for me when it comes to making music and writing music, is I want to make timeless music. I want to make music where in 20 years a teenager can listen to it and have it connect with them. Not just a song where, you know, it might connect with people now, but then suddenly it kind of feels like it's uh, lost I don't mm. know the relevancy in a few years. I want I want to make timeless music that people can listen listen to in years. And Something so, that people can relate to no matter yeah, exactly. what time it is. And you know I don't yeah. want it to just be uh, exclusive to a certain demographic. You know, like I think people that are twice my age can listen to this song and yeah. and still find meaning in that. So you're not making kids pop music. No, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I want to make music for the kids. I want to make music for the teens. I want to make music Those for the parents. Those kid bops, kid do, do really well they for themselves, do though. Good. They're doing yeah. stadiums right now, man. So it's no all shit, good. No shade to kids' artists or... Stadium status. Can't, can't hang the hustle, yeah. This music video is shot in VHS. Yes, it is. Did you ever even play, like... Do you have you ever put in a VHS to a VHR like a v I definitely have VCR? when I was young. I think I was just on the cusp of that generation kind of ending throwing out the VHS tapes. I definitely yeah. remember putting in like with my sister. What uh, was it? We used to have 
Oh, this is so funny. We used to watch the Spice Girls movie. Yes. VHS. Yep. And me and my sister would watch it together. And I swear I've watched that movie like 57 times. Man. Mm. It's so funny. Yeah. They were killing it. Yeah. I collected the Spice Girls gun wrapper for real. I don't even know too much about the Spice hey, Girls or they, that much They were the lit. But that movie, me and my sister just watched that movie <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. It's crazy. Spice that, Girls. That's awesome. And, and, and about that music video, tell me a little bit more about it. Like, uh, yeah, like it's... It's so funny how we're kind of like, you know, VHS is now out of like it's old school, but mm -hmm. now we're kind of going back to it in aesthetics. So you chose it yeah, as an exactly. aesthetic. Yeah. With your director, why? Yeah, I think it's interesting because music videos got to a point where suddenly, you know, everyone, you wanted the polished look, the 4K, you get the DSLR, everything. And I think that's dope. And I definitely will have music videos like that. But I also think there's something about a raw feel of, you know, not a totally polished uh, perfected all the tones being exactly how you want them that people like as well and i think it's even whether people bringing back polaroids or even the same thing with um just even film photography in general like i don't think that will ever uh go out of style completely and i think now it's coming back in style even more than it was before and it's interesting for me to talk about it because obviously i only really see it as retro but it's like that's just because my age and my parents they see that as, as a norm or just people that are a bit older than me see that as Mm. Just something that was in the past, but for me and and people of my generation, it's like this aesthetic thing, mm. that's um, you know artsy, artistic. So yeah, well, that's yeah. the reason why Nintendo is being sold again, exactly. or Super Nintendo, or, or what it's all those systems. Oh, everything's coming back. Even like vinyl's a bit different, I'd say, but like yeah. you know, vinyl sales are up like two hundred percent or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah. What do those things mean to you when like you didn't have that experience with it when it first came out? And it to you maybe foreign and you hear it secondhand from your parents and yeah, everybody yeah. else like, yo, uh, this you know, they had a certain experience, but when you're experiencing it for the first time, what does it mean to you? It's like, oh, this is cool or what like It's definitely yeah. sick. I think I remember um my sister was probably the first person that exposed me to film photography and um just that medium. And I think it was it was super cool because I just wasn't used to it at all and I was like, Well, like this is a totally new tool I can play with and with the VHS, uh, I've talked about this before in, in interviews, but it was really like me and the, it was really the director's vision that kind of brought that. Um, we were just walking around, kind of talking, just conceptualizing the video. And, and he, he was like, why don't we shoot this on VHS? I think it's going to look super dope with the whole youth raw feel. And we kind of came up with that together, but it was, mm. it was a lot of his vision that, that brought that. And so, yeah, I'm super thankful to have worked with him. Mm. Really did a good job on it. Yeah. And uh, your parents got you like a guitar when you were like what six years old, I was five like years five, old. Five, I think. Yeah, my dad got Christmas. me one for Christmas. Yeah. And why? Like, how did that come about? Did you want a guitar, or is it just say, you just gave it really to you? I didn't really know if I yeah. knew what I wanted. I was yeah. like five. But yeah, like, yeah, you're five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad played guitar when he was a kid, mm. up until he was like a teenager. Never. Neither of my parents were musicians or anything like that, but my my dad played guitar, so I think he just thought. And just let the kid try it and I never really got into sports or anything too much when I was well you're a five yeah so <laughs> but yeah so like I got the guitar and I kind of messed around and then I said yeah. probably when I was like eight or nine I got a little more into it and then I like my dad was teaching me and I got in some lessons and stuff but by a pretty early age I was kind of like you know I'm, a lot of my friends were playing hockey and baseball and whatever and I was kind of like guitar was my thing and piano mm -hmm. and that just sort of became you know my thing now it's become something that's you know my passion so mm. yeah and ed sheeran yes ed sheeran watching them on youtube mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tell me about that what was what did what what Definitely, attracted you to ed sheeran um one of the most inspiring people i think 
one of the most inspiring artists that I've ever been exposed to. Um, I remember when I was young, I saw, I think the A-Team was one of the first songs I seen by him. And then he was actually the reason that I got into doing acoustic covers and stuff like that. And I, I would look at songs that maybe you wouldn't think would work acoustically and try and arrange them, whether it be a rap song or R&B song or something mm. like that. And he would do that a lot. And I remember seeing videos of him busking and street performing. And that inspired me to go do that as well. And then eventually, you know, my musical taste expanded a lot. But in the beginning, I swear, like, I just listened to that Ed Sheeran. Like, he would do these these live uh, renditions of his songs with his loop pedal that were, like, 15 minutes of the song, like, a 15-minute version, a super extended version. And I just thought it was, like, the sickest thing in the world. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. And yeah, that definitely is what really So you're watching and then you're learning from that? Like, mm -hmm. you're playing? Yeah. You're modeling? Play his, play his songs. And, yeah, I definitely model a lot of my stuff with that. So and then you wanted to to busk. You wanted mm -hmm. to go outside yeah, that's, and perform in the street. And I remember when I was like 11. Yeah. And I told my mom, I was like, "All right, I'm going busking." And she was like, "What?" <laughs> and then, the, it please ended up, take me to that conversation exactly. What? How did it go? I think I said I just said I, you know I want to go street performing. And she was like, "All right." And I took my sister with me. So my sister's two years two years older than me. So she, she was to like, like watch over you. Yeah, I kind of yeah. just like sit with me. And I remember yeah. I was. The very first time, I only went for like 40 minutes or something because I got tired. Yeah. But I think I made like 50 bucks. And I told my dad, and he was like, what? You're making more money than me. And I was mm. like, I remember one time I was busking, this lady came, and she tried to like call the Child Protective Services Whoa. on me. <laughs> and she was like, does your parents know you do? Because I was really young, right? And I yeah. had a squeaky little voice, and it just I was like sitting like in the <laughs> financial district just like trying to get... Some money and, with your yeah. sister, so yeah, it may look like you guys too. are homeless and we like looked, yeah, yeah, I you're guess trying so, to make money. Like, I don't know, that's kind of extra, but yeah, mm, you never know, well. man. Yeah, and uh, where, 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 where was this the first time? Like, the what, first Dino Queen, like, give me the intersection. Was, uh, where was it? University and Dundas, okay, on the southwest corner. I remember exactly where it is, right in front of the BMO there. And then I ended up, I had a friend who played saxophone and uh. We would go out together, and then we started going to Spadina and Queen right on that corner, and we did that for like three summers. Mm -hmm. It went it went super well. It was like I swear it was be because of how young I, I looked. I think that was kind of what helped because yeah. as I started to like, you know, you hit puberty, your voice gets lower, and then like it started. I was like, I'm not making as much money anymore. But yeah. when I was younger, uh, it was like I was just people giving me twenty dollar bills and shit. It was crazy, and I didn't even yeah. ha I never had a real job, so it was just normal to me. I didn't know what minimum wow. wage was. That so was, was your like, summer job. I could go out basically. and make like two yeah. hundred fifty bucks in like a couple hours. Yeah, wow, it was crazy. It was, it was and that's the the funny thing. The tip right there job, is yeah. you're saying, you know, if you're young, if you haven't hit puberty yet, go. That's what I'm saying. Do it. People will think you're cute, and it'll work. I swear, the cuteness it's crazy. factor works, man. Yeah, it's How many cool. people buy things? Oh, that's cute, and then yeah, they buy it, totally, or totally. they support it, or whatever. Yeah, wow, that's 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 funny. Uh, and tell me the influence living downtown had, or, like, on you. I think it definitely yeah. the biggest influence was, um, you know, when people think living downtown when you're young. Obviously, you're not necessarily going to shows and like bars and shit when you're young, but um, seeing you know, on the internet, like other artists in my neighborhood are shooting, like whether it be video shot in my neighborhood, all this stuff. And I'd be looking, even like The Weeknd was doing videos and shooting them on Dundas and stuff. And and uh, that was super inspiring to me because I would just see it. And I was like, I can do this. I really want to do this. I want to make sick videos in my mm -hmm. neighborhood with my friends, you know, doing our thing. And even the un more underground artists, more local artists, like, you know, the Prime Boys and all those guys, 878, all those guys, um, seeing them, 
definitely super super inspiring to me and also because i don't really make music like a lot of them but i think even regardless of the fact that maybe a lot of the local guys were making rap and stuff and i was singing i still sort of felt like i wanted to be a part of that i wanted to be a part of the scene and and contribute my art to that Mm. even though i was younger and stuff so what attracted you to it what did you like i think the biggest thing like was wanting to I mean, really, if I'm, if I'm gonna get all like big picture here, yeah. Um, I always think, you know, I always say, if it if you didn't need to be famous to just make money off music, like I think that would probably be a better scenario situation for me, maybe just because I don't think that's ever really why I got into it in the first place. Um, but you know, you need money because you need money to have freedom to make whatever music you want, and you know, if you want to travel and you want to record for the rest of your life, you need to make money. So I wanted, you know to make this music and put it out and spread my music around so that I can continue to keep making music and, and turn it into a career and collaborate with artists that inspire me and, you know, maybe not get the respect of, but um, it's always been a dream of mine to collaborate with those people that inspired me in the beginning. Mm. And yeah, that's really kind of what drew me into it was just wanting to create more, wanting to work with these people and wanting to just get my stuff out there, tour and do shows and, you know, make make projects and all that stuff. Mm. What are like what is what really attracts you to music? Like, like I think yeah. when I really go back to like the core of why I started, like it's just the creation process that really attracts me to it. You know, getting into doing shows and stuff is all more recent for me. But really, how I got into it was just being in my bedroom alone, playing my guitar, writing songs, listening to music that I thought was dope, trying to like cover things, create things, seeing something that I think is dope, and then. You know, not trying to copy it, but Ed Sheeran always says, uh, don't copy artists, but copy their work ethic and recreate that. And that's how you're going to get where they are. Mm. And I think that's that's like a sick way of looking at it. But that, mm. really, that's what, you know, at my core of why I want to be a musician, that's really what draws me to it is the creation process. You know, I think some artists maybe like the performing process more or I don't know, I guess that's, that's kind of the two main things. But for me, it's just like at home is where I feel at home the most, just really in the studio, just writing stuff and mm. just like in my room just what does it stuff. feel like when you've made something i think that's definitely the most satisfying thing when you even before you put it out obviously it's dope when you put it out and if you see people positive reactions and stuff that's sick but i remember the very first time i heard a song back where i was like yo this is actually really fire and i was just sitting by myself and i was like smiling <laughs> but i was like yeah. sitting by myself and i was just like oh i feel like, so, feel like such a goof right now but I, it just feels so good because you know it's like what you envision it you can hear it in your head and then you hear it back like, yes it's just so gratifying did you share it with anybody i think i was at my girlfriend at the time's house and i played it for her and her mom or something and i was just like i had to show someone i was like guys yeah. listen to this listen yeah. to this yeah and I remember hearing that and yeah do you feel like that's feeling. one of the like after you create and like you're geeked about it do you what's like is the next thing you want to share it or what do you do at that point? honestly like yeah. the next thing i yeah. really want to do is just go create more i like putting music out and i think i'm also like so new to put it like i put one song out i, I feel like sometimes when i'm answering questions like this it's mm. like i don't even exactly know yet because you haven't experienced i was just yet. talking about this yeah. today i was yeah. like if you know, this musical journey is, is like running a marathon. I feel like I'm still mm. tying my shoes. Like, I don't, you know, I feel like what I can see myself potentially doing, I don't even think I've really started running yet. So that's why I'm always drawn back to the creation process. But I've also never gone on a tour. I've never done that stuff. So, you know, maybe that's what's going to 
uh, really grind my gears once I start getting Yo, into you just that. gave me, that's a fire bar line. Wait, wait, say that again. If this musical. If this musical journey was a marathon, I'm just tying my shoes. Damn. Yeah. Yo, put that out there somewhere, bro. <laughs> Copyright that, man. Tweet that. I was literally just on the phone with my manager today and we were just talking about stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just thought of that. Today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle. Banzoogle makes it easy to build a stunning website for your music in minutes. Choose from hundreds of mobile-friendly themes. Then customize your design and content in a few clicks with Banzoogle's easy visual editor. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including tools to sell your music and merch commission-free right on your website, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, integrations to pull in content from all your online services like Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. Banzuko plans start at $8.29 a month and include your free custom domain name. Go to banzuko.com to try for free for 30 days and be sure to use the promo code CHEDO15. That is C-H-E-D-O-15 to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. Banzuko, websites built for musicians by musicians. Another piece of art, another creative outlet is uh, photography. Mm-hmm. You like photography. You like taking yeah, photos. Love, love Tell love me about photos. that. That was definitely a passion of mine to start when I was super young too. When I was in middle school, uh, me and my best friend, we we wanted to do, we wanted to start like a photography collective or something like that. And we had this whole idea and we would do these shoots and stuff. And um, definitely something that I see myself getting more into further down the road. Right now I'm kind of focused on the music stuff, but you know, music videos and photography and doing all that stuff uh huge passion of mine as well mm. um i'd love to go to school for something like that potentially down the road and um yeah it's definitely something i'm super into i kind of like put that passion on the side while i'm trying to focus on this stuff because you know it's hard to spread yourself thin when you're still in school and everything but yeah yeah it's definitely something uh i love you can still experiment with, yeah definitely with you can still experiment yeah, but you know sure. like taking yeah. something i definitely have a, a lot of ideas for for higher scale things in the mm. future, yeah. So Speaking probably. about school, you you are in school. Mm-hmm, yeah. What grade? Ele- grade eleven. Yeah. Grade eleven. Yeah. Uh, what? Are you, does this automatically make you the cool kid now that you make music <laughs> and your music videos on YouTube or whatever? It's gotta, man. I mean, I don't. It's I don't. It's gotta. I, Stop being humble. A lot bro. of people say that to me. I don't yeah. really think it necessarily like has the effect that you might think it would have. But like, okay. I guess it's. Uh, the best the cool kid thing that has happened i think is people that i look up to in the industry and stuff reaching out to me and telling me that they fuck with the song that's definitely been the coolest thing i think just people that you know i've been looking at you for years online seeing you putting out music and then them reaching out to me just producers and artists Mm. alike um i think as for school you know i just try and go get it done and just you know you gotta how are you how are you feeling about like like the whole school process though just right getting now. through it, kind of? Yeah, that mm. with music or whatever. Like, Well, I mean, it's yeah. definitely something that's been, like, it's a priority always. Um, I'm definitely, definitely trying to get out of it soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I also know that I have had friends who've tried to do online and all that stuff, and I just feel like if I In did high that, school. Yeah, okay. in high school. Yeah. Um, all motivation would just disappear. And yeah. it's not like, you know, I don't want to finish high school, and I do uh, aspire to, to get post-secondary education at some point i don't know if that'll happen right when i'm done high school yeah but 
at this point, I'm kind of, you know, I've got like a year and a half roughly left. I'm just trying to get through it. So yeah, still, still going. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I know what that, what, what that's yeah, it's like. It's definitely, uh, sometimes feels like never ending, but I feel like I can still see the light at the end of the tunnel. And also like when you have lots of exciting stuff going on outside of school, it kind of gives you motivation to just go and get it done. Mm. Whereas I feel like if I didn't have the music, I would just feel like it was just pointless. Not that, not that high school's pointless, but you know, some of the courses you feel like you're just wasting your time a bit. Yeah. But yeah. But you could see the finish line. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. after this, I at least. And it's also yeah, like, you know what, yeah. I gotta, like sometimes, you know, you get like five hours of sleep and you get up and you go to some bullshit class that you don't want to be in, but you're like, you know what, after school, I get to go to the come up show and that's mm. kind of dope. And then I get to do something else. I'm preparing for a show and I'm preparing for this. So it's like, if I can do that, I can do this. And I also feel like when you keep yourself busy, you're actually more productive. Whereas if I wasn't in school and I was, whether I, you know, I know kids that have dropped out. I know kids that do online. Maybe they have more free time. But I don't necessarily think that that would mean that suddenly I'm doing like 12 hours of rehearsing every day because that's just not realistic. It's like when you fill your schedule up more, you end up being more productive anyways. So I feel like although it's a grueling process and I do hate it, I don't hate the school, but like, you know, the yeah, process, yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely has its yeah. benefits. And I can see it. So at least I'm like, you know what? Just get through it. Just get through it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you know. You know, everyone, that's exactly that's what I've been holding back. I didn't want to be a negative influence no, no, on you. When I was yeah. your age, I hated high school. That's yeah, it, that's think, what I'm trying. It doesn't to... mean that you wake up every day and you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, I'm not going. I hate everyone at the school. It's just like, oh, do I really want to go do math? Right now? I wish I lived like, in yeah. London, Ontario. I grew up there, mm. so southwestern Ontario. So there's more nice. snow, and I'd when it's winter, I'd like wish for snow days every day. Yeah. And, and it would snow, and yeah, yeah, in Toronto. But even in London, it would snow twenty five centimeters. <laughs> it would still not be canceled. Yeah. And I, I learned a trick was freezing rain. Freezing, freezing rain, rain shuts yeah, everything yeah. down. But you know, you I can't control Mother bus, Nature, huh? You guys said you freezing rain like black ice. Just, just nothing operates. Transit to school, like well, or no, of a school bus, bus yeah, pick yeah. me up or whatever. Yeah. So like, you're waiting for the like, worst the, is when it's like the bulletins. AM and you're freezing yeah. and you're getting on the bus and it's all the slush and oh. It's traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, stay in school, kids. Yeah, definitely. No, for real. Uh, tell me about inspiration. What's been inspiring you lately? Lately? I think yeah. um, musically or just art in general. Anything. You know, I saw, have you seen the movie I, Tanya? No, I have not. I've been hearing about it. The, I think it got is nominated that, for from Academy Is that from Tanya sure. Harden? Yeah, the oh, Tanya yeah. Harden story. Yeah. Just, Thing jumped to mind. I saw that with a friend of mine on uh, on the weekend, and just 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 the whole movie, just the whole the cinematography and the story behind it. Just I find that often in music, like I don't necessarily often obviously listen to music and that inspires me. But I think when I go do things like whether I go see a theater production, or I go to an art exhibit or something like that, that totally can change my mind and uh, influence me in different ways and and make me suddenly like see something or think I want to create something that I just wouldn't have done otherwise. Mm. So I think um, seeing that movie, just cinematography, just there's, it's a, you should definitely watch the movie. Pretty heavy. Uh, tackles a lot of issues around domestic abuse and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, just super... So... Just left the movie like when, thinking of a lot of stuff. When you're outside of the lane that you're in and like you're exploring other types mm -hmm. of art forms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely exploring other types of art forms just as an artist. Um, recommend that to every artist. Hmm. So you're 16 years old. Yeah. Uh, you must get a lot of people 
trying to tell you how to do things yes. or give you advice. <laughs> yes, everyone's got advice. Uh, yeah. Uh, how do you navigate through all that? I think the key is um, not writing anyone off and not um, disregarding anyone's advice because although everyone's got a friend who's got a cousin who works in the music industry, um, it's important to really just hear every, everyone, what everyone has to say because I think I am still young and there's so much that I don't know. You never really know what you're going to get. So like whenever, even if it's just like a small conversation with someone after somewhere, you know, I try to talk to everyone at shows and everything like that because you never know what you're going to learn. And at this point, I'm like, I mean, I need all the information I can get. I need all the mm. knowledge I can get. Right. So, yeah, I think it's important to um, to know when to take advice and, and to know when to ask for advice as well, as well, especially from the people you trust around you. And um, it's definitely something that you kind of got to, especially once the music came out, like there's just so many people reaching out and stuff that uh, it's sometimes it's hard to say no, I guess, or hard to, uh, you know, you just get like, like bombarded with all these things and you just got to kind of like put the blinders on. But I think um, I try to take all the advice I can get and I try to mm. just take... I don't know. I don't even really know what I'm trying to what, say. <laughs> but, what, in what areas yeah. will you not take any advice? What not is like, yo, I got this. Don't tell me nothing. Don't tell me nothing. Um, I don't even... I Creation like I don't, of your music, maybe? I mean, I think there's definitely a select few of select few people that I definitely take their advice very seriously when it comes to the, the creation process. And I pretty much exclusively just work... Like, me and my manager pretty much write everything together and have been since I was about 13 years old and uh and my engineer slash songwriting partner um I work with kind of the same core group of people and I think that's what keeps me focused and motivated and just feeling like I'm really making the best stuff I can make mm-hmm. so I think definitely with certain things in music but I, I feel like there's nothing where I can just be like you know this is my this is my shit I'm the expert because mm-hmm. how can I say I'm the expert at something when you know I, I've only been doing this shit for a few years so True. I'm still young, you know. Maybe there'll come a time when I'm like, "This is my thing. I'm doing this." No yeah, one can tell I, me anything. I, I'm wondering, like yeah, because because you're young. Yes, you're open-minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, that's that's the word. Like, yeah. open-minded. You just open-minded. gotta be open-minded to anything. Yeah. And I think it, as soon as you start to Close, put yeah, yourself on a pedestal or think yeah. that, you know, you had one, um, like you did a song and it hit well, or something like you don't still doesn't mean you know everything. And I think as soon as you start. Um, getting lost in, in the hype and getting lost mm. in that you just like you're done you but it. I wonder what's the balance because you know say you can maybe too reliant on mm-hmm. doesn't even have to be the art process but like yeah. if you're way too reliant then you don't know you're like you have a weakness maybe or yeah. you, you're like folk like you're leaning on people where you're not developing yeah. the intuition definitely possibly I think really yeah. what I mean by taking advice from everyone is listening to everyone yeah I don't think that necessarily means you do what they say. Yeah. But I think it's important to hear everyone out and, you know, whether that's like the person who pops their head in the studio session and gives the one, the two cents. I think it's just important to just be open-minded because you mm. never really know what you're going to learn from someone or, um, you know, you what that no person idea. has to say. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely important to still know, um, know what, what you want to do, what your sound is and stay true to yourself. So, yeah. So I have not seen a show yet. Mm-hmm. I definitely am. Yeah, I've gotten some opportun- uh, invites, but I couldn't make it. Tell me your live live show. So you've been, you know, you know, uh, writing. The live show right now has basically just been acoustic kind of breakdowns of the songs mm-hmm. and um, just piano and guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting probably in the next couple of months. Going to see some 
more uh, some stuff that sounds more like the tracks mm -hmm. once we start getting into that. But right now we've kind of just been doing. I've done a couple shows opening up for people, mod club, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but right now it's just been acoustic stuff, mm -hmm. which just seemed to be uh, connecting with the people well. But I'm excited to get out there with more of a uh, band, like probably gonna have a drummer and, and hearing the tracks and stuff like that and seeing how that comes out live. I'm really excited to just hear hear how that goes. Dope. Yeah. Okay, this is a question I ask in every interview. Mm -hmm. I'll ask it to you. I don't know if you can answer it because you're only 16 years old. Tell me the most, uh, at the, in your creative journey as an artist, as a human being, what has been like the most, say, lowest moment, frustration, you didn't know what you wanted to do and how you got it out of that? Is there any the stories lowest, like that? Any any the experiences moment, like that? My creative journey so far. Yeah. Challenges, or it could be as a, uh, you <laughs> know. I think of what I can say though. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Now the creative journey. I asked. Yeah. I asked another artist who's. I don't know if you've heard of the duo they. Uh, yeah, yeah. From, yeah. I love, so I love those guys. I love their music. Yeah. Totally the safe. one artist, for example, he said. Uh, I saw uh, them live, open for Bryson Tiller, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, he's like, when he was 15 years old, he got bullied in school. Mm -hmm. And uh, that made him, like, that wired him in a certain way in terms of how he approaches music or whatever. Like, certain things that may shape you to be who you are when you're a young kid. Uh, challenges, so on and so forth. Uh, any experiences like that that you may have faced that made you, you know? Yeah, I can definitely think yeah. of a lot of um, times, especially, you know, the past couple of years in the creation process. Um, my biggest like, Achilles heel was lack of patience, I'd say. Mm. And I think um, that's something that especially like even literally in the past six months, I've just come to understand like the value in formulating a plan and like executing it properly rather than just kind of like making someone something and just it out because when you actually like follow a plan and you know things always end up turning out better and i think sometimes um when i felt like things weren't going at the speed or the pace i wanted them to or i wasn't getting you know the results that i wanted whether it be um before hmm. before the music came out or i i definitely sort of would turn to just you know whatever like screw this and just kind of go off and go go a little too wild and, and kind of fall off the rails and I think um being in high school and stuff there's a lot of distractions all the time and there's so many distractions and what are the distractions now in high school I, I'm curious <laughs> you know whether it be like just you know just social things parties yeah. and parties and house parties whatever yeah. you know obviously yeah. girls, girls are a distraction yeah. to everyone yeah. um and I think my biggest I don't even think I could name one moment because I think there's been multiple times where okay. I definitely had sit downs with my managers and we just had heart to hearts about you know just kind of focusing and stuff but I think mm. the biggest thing was just um, realizing that this music stuff is a journey and like whether or not things you know you, you see it in your head how you want things to go but it's not going to happen tomorrow mm. and I think you know just um, being patient and just enjoying the journey as it's happening and not just focusing on the end goal is really what's going to keep you satisfied and what's going to keep you motivated to keep going. Because if you're just focusing on the end goal and then you think, you know, this is going to happen in two months and it doesn't happen because you just focused on that and you got this tunnel vision, then you're going to end up getting frustrated all the time and then you're going to end up lashing out and doing stupid things and, and making poor decisions. And for me, um, that's definitely like the, 
the biggest thing I've learned is just um, just being patient and just enjoying the journey because you never really know uh, you know what you're gonna miss if you're just focused on the next thing and even like little things like whether it just be you know you're, you're focused on your song getting this many streams and then you end up like missing out on like these cool things that are going on every day like whether it be like you know doing a little interview and then like suddenly you're just focused on like what's going on tomorrow and you don't even think of you know the fact that like you know being 16 like it's kind of dope to do all this cool shit right so it's like i just got to enjoy what's going on now and i think i've definitely struggled with having that tunnel vision and just focusing on what's next and what's next mm. and just like not taking a step back and thinking this is kind of dope yeah yeah because this is your young adult mm-hmm. i'm just you know trying to just enjoy life yeah <laughs> trying to enjoy life yeah is that also like a challenge in terms of like you know if you were maybe just 16 you could just you know coming home from work do whatever you want mm-hmm. with your friends and skateboard or whatever whatever your interests are rather than having to work on your music is that challenging sometimes How, like you mean um sometimes not being able to maybe participate in social things because because the music and stuff yeah just yeah yeah i definitely think that's been something like you really it comes down to a point where you just have to make some sacrifices because obviously you can't pass school be super social do shows and like be prepared for shows on a moment's notice where like you know you're performing for a sold out show at the mug club and it's like you got to do this tomorrow and like are you gonna go out tonight are you gonna go are you gonna stay home while everyone's at a party practicing because tomorrow you get to perform at a sold out show at the mug club you know Mm. um but then you realize you're like what like i didn't do this stuff so that i could be social i did this stuff so i can get where i want to be and and it requires sacrifices and it requires Mm. dedication and um yeah just it's really sacrifices yeah it is but it's sacrifices for the greater good of what you really want exactly so because you're looking you're at home practicing for tomorrow's show and you're looking at that snap of your friend at that house party and you're like ah i want to be there (laughs) doing that with that person yeah instead i'm here by myself but i know that that person and and that party is going to be doing the same thing next week and i can still be there and if I want to be where I want to be in five years, this mm. is why I'm doing this right now. And let's so, be honest, the show is going to be much iller. It's so yeah. cool. Way cooler thing. And let's be thing. honest too. Yeah. <laughs> just because I'm talking like this right now does not mean that I'm always the kid that's in my bedroom practicing by myself and not at the party when I should be practicing. Like, yeah. I, can talk, I can sit. It's much easier to say this stuff. Yeah. And really when it comes back to that whole what, what's the lowest part, I think messing up and being – and going out and doing stupid things and getting lost in the sauce of everything and obviously you know you drop a song and, and sure there's like cool things that come along with that and suddenly getting recognized and stuff like that and you you end up getting lost in the hype but it's important to just remember why you did this in the first place mm. and you know it's like sometimes i catch myself doing stuff and i'm like why am i doing that like i didn't get in this so i can go to parties and like try and be that guy you know that's not what i'm trying to do mm. but obviously that stuff's so easy to get sucked into because yeah. it is fun it is cool and any artist that says that it's like I mean, I shouldn't say any artist make a blatant statement, but I think lots of artists, like, you know, you just got to recognize that that stuff is easy to get sucked into. And it I is. think, you know, just trying to say, like... It, How do you make sure you don't fun. get lost in a sauce? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's tough, it's tough. But I think keeping people around me that, you know, are super level-headed and, and you know, you just got to stay humble and, yeah, that's, that's it. Yo, I really appreciate your time. Anything else that you want to leave our listeners with and our audience with, Langston? Uh, we got a new single coming out. Oh, early snap. March. Okay. Just say that. I don't even know mm. if I'm supposed to say that, but uh, fucked it up's out now. Check out the video on YouTube. Mm. Langston Francis fucked it up. Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff, and more music on the way. Lots of more music on the way. More shows on the way. Mm. 
hopefully got some merch on the way we got lots of stuff so just stay tuned for that thank you for your time thank man you, for having you me, are man. wise you beyond so your years my <laughs> thank g you. thank you bro respect langston francis at the come up show podcast i hope you enjoyed my conversation with langston francis on the come up show podcast I get so excited when I talk to youngins and they're so smart. I was not that smart when I was 16 years old. If you enjoyed our conversation today and this is your first time tuning in, subscribe to the Come Up Show podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating and review. It makes a huge difference of the visibility of the Come Up Show podcast. Thank you once again for listening. My name is Chetel. I'll catch you on next Wednesday. Peace.